Welcome back, everybody. God bless you. I thank you for watching and tuning in. This is Brother Derek. I'm here with the iGame, and I'm starting another series. And this series is going to focus on what I call SAD, SAD, self-esteem, anxiety, and depression. But the focus is the imagination. So the next few episodes is all going to be, it's going to be all about our imagination and our, all the elements that are imaginary that lead to an imaginary life. And we spend a lot of time living within our own imaginations and living in our own worlds that we created. But how often do you analyze that life and determine how much of it is actually real? You know, I've dealt with this. I've watched my children deal with it. I watched my wife deal with it. I've seen family members. Almost everyone I know at some point in time had to go through this imaginary world and get out of their own imagination and step into reality. Unfortunately, pain and trauma wakes us up. Mistakes wake us up. We have to get to a point where we can wake up without the pain and without the suffering. I don't know how it's going to happen. I have read the Bible and studied other religions. And for the last 6,000 years we've been on this earth, it's always something bad that wakes us up. I wish it wasn't. I wish it was another way. But sometimes we only learn through pain and trauma and mistakes. But every week we're going to drop a new episode and it's going to be about a different element of imagination. And all of these things affect our self-esteem, anxiety, and depression. I call it SAD, S-A-D. And then people need help with their sadness and their anxiety, their depression, medication, pills, therapy. We all see therapy everywhere now because everybody needs it. It's because I, I really believe a part of it is because of this imaginary world we live in. Now we're going to go through these elements. You know, now some, there are extremes. We know that. There are violations, there are essays, there are deaths in the family. And some of us have medical things that happen that are out of our control. So I'm not going to address the extremes. That's a different topic. So we're going to talk about what we can control, and that is our minds, because you do have a choice. But thank you, that's just my little brief intro. But the first one we're going to talk about today is the imaginary audience. And with the imaginary audience, that's basically you think people are watching you, you think people are judging you, you think people are criticizing you, you think people are oppressing you and bothering you, but they're really not. A lot of times it's our insecurities that are superiorly heightened, just high, high insecurities, which produces a different form of an anxiety. So sometimes, you know, we create this audience in our own imagination and it alters our behavior. So I think I have to act a certain way. I think I have to present myself a certain way because of what I think you think about me. And I remember going through this in high school because there were so many drug dealers in my neighborhood and gangsters. And they dressed a certain way. They had money. They had the gold chains. They had the Tims and the jeans. And if I wanted the girls to like me, I had to look like them. But that's not true. It's an imaginary audience because I want girls who are not looking at me anyway to look at me the same way they looked at them. And nothing I did and nothing I could do would get their attention because they didn't want me anyway. Now, later in life, we begin to realize these things. The people who love you are going to love you regardless of how you look, regardless of how you act, because they love your spirit. But in high school, we don't really know that. Everything is an image, which goes back to the imaginary world. So I had to dress, walk, talk, and act like the gangsters and the drug dealers to get those same girls to like me. And get, you know what happens after that. Once those girls... Once I get their attention and they get to know me, they're not going to like me anyway because I'm not a real drug dealer. I'm not a real gangster. So then I had to become that to keep their attention. So I let an imaginary audience turn me into somebody I'm not. 
And sooner or later, the real you's gonna come out. So once you establish all that fake audience, they're gonna leave you once the real you comes out. So sometimes we get trapped in those images and we get trapped in that character. We have to learn how to not do that. And the earlier in life you do that, the better. You know, I'm gonna talk about relationships later, but sometimes people get trapped in relationships and marriages and dating people because you put on this false persona. And sooner or later that person's gonna see the real you and they're gonna leave. So it's kind of a form of entrapment if you think about it. But you know, that imaginary audience, when you think people are watching you and judging you, it could prevent you from stepping into your talent. Like many of you have a book to write, but you're so afraid of the criticism, you're so afraid of failing. You think people are gonna judge you, but that audience doesn't exist because you haven't even written the book yet. Write the book first, and as you go through that process, you're gonna change. Your friends are gonna change, your atmosphere is gonna change, and then when you're done with the book, you're gonna find out hundreds of people do like it. But because of this imaginary audience, you think everybody hates you and they're not gonna appreciate it, you never write that book. You can say the same thing for music. Some of you could sing, some of you could rap, some of you could play an instrument. But in your mind, you think, I'm not good enough, nobody cares, they're gonna criticize me, what if I fail? That is an, imagine, that is an imaginary, evil, hateful audience that you created in your own mind. The audience doesn't even exist. Write the book, write the song, get on stage and rap, get on that stage and sing. Get on that stage with that saxophone, get on that stage with that trombone, clarinet, piano, guitar, whatever it is. Go make the music. There, there is a real audience that's going to appreciate your talent and give. God didn't give it to you for nothing. Now that doesn't mean make a fool of yourself, but use what you have. And for what I learned in life from working with a lot of children and teenagers, if there's an impulse in you to do it, God put it there and you're probably gonna succeed. But if you never do it, you failed because you didn't try. And last night, a friend of mine reminded me of the talents. And we all know that, well, some of us know the talent, the, um, the parable of the talents that Jesus talked about. And the one man who had the one talent, he buried it. And they took that one talent back. And God hated him because he didn't use what he had. So you have to use what you have, but you have this imaginary audience where you think they hate you or they're going to criticize you or you're going to fail. No, you fail because you didn't try. And, you know, your true audience is God anyway. It's not people. When you're pleasing God, he's going to send you the right people. But you have to step up and please God first. The only real audience is God. But you spend so much time worrying about people and what people think, you don't do anything with your life. Or you become what you think they might like, which is a fake version of yourself. So now you're filled with depression because you're killing the real you. Oppression is from the outside, depression is from the inside. You're depressed because you're killing the real you and you're doing it to yourself. There's nobody out there doing it, you're doing it to yourself because you won't let the real you blossom. It's like planting a flower and then stepping on it so it doesn't grow. So that flower stays underground and it dies. That's what you're doing to yourself. That's depression. You're killing yourself, becoming what you think they want. But I'm trying to get you to understand, it's an imaginary audience. There's nobody hating on you. You're killing yourself because you're afraid of what might happen, but nothing's happening because you haven't done nothing yet. Your true audience is the people God's gonna send. And those are the loved ones who are gonna love you whether you succeed or fail. And the reality is you're gonna fail anyway because it's the first time you did it. Everyone on this planet failed the first time, but you're gonna get better. 
And that failure is really a learning experience. You didn't lose nothing. The only thing you really lose is time because you didn't start till you were 40 when you could have done it at 20. When I got my college degree, I was 35. I think I was 30, yeah, I was 35 when I got my master's degree. I could have got that when I was 25. But I kept putting stuff off and trying to do everything else. I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to, you know, I did everything else first. I could have went to college at 18. I didn't even start till I was 29, I think. Then I graduated at 35. And when I graduated, I realized I could have done this 10 years ago. But I was grateful. But I realized how much time I missed. You got to have to understand our God is the real audience, not these imaginary haters. Tune in to God and what God has for you. Because your true audience is going to love you and God's going to send those people when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, that imaginary audience can stop you from dancing. It's like you could dance at church, you could dance at a party. Some of you go to nightclubs, you're afraid to get on the dance floor because you think everybody's watching you. Nobody cares. Everyone has their own insecurities. They'd rather you dance first than they're going to come out. They just need somebody else to go first. But because of that imaginary hate, you won't dance. You won't sing. Some of you have that clothing line, but you're scared to put it out there because you think people may not like it. Those people you think don't like it don't exist. That's your own fear and insecurities. You're creating sad. Your self-esteem is too low. Your anxiety's too high, and now you're depressed because you're killing the real you because of an imaginary audience of haters that don't even exist. Understand, the real audience is God. If he gave you those gifts and talents, use them, and then you'll be happy and free. Peace.